Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And welcome back to the final inspection show brought to you by Great Lakes Dragway and, of course, David Hobbs Honda. We're here in Cary, Indiana. Cary, Indiana. How about Cary, <laughs> Illinois? For and just across the border in north burbs of Chicago with David, and we're doing a uh, actually a book signing here. So we're just before the show, but we are pre-taping because the the crowds are starting to gather. But this week we're going to talk a little F one, and we'll talk briefly about what's happening this weekend, but also the 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 historic notion of the British Grand Prix at Silverstone, and of course uh, Lewis Hamilton. I guess is on the pole, David. Lewis Hamilton squeaked the pole this morning. He was quickest in FP1, second in FP2. Not sure about FP3, but he did get the pole. But the Ferraris were playing their usual crazy game all week, saying, Silverstone won't really suit us, blah, blah, blah. You know, we're not going to do very well. Well, Vettel and Raikkonen are second and third. So looking pretty good so far. The weather forecast, I believe, is very, very good, uh, which is good for them and good for Milton. Um, so... Uh, record crowd, ticket sales are way up. Lewis Hamilton, of course, coming in as world champion and one point behind in this year's championship. So I think we should have a heck of a race there tomorrow, which, of course, obviously I hope Lewis wins. Um, Vettel could come second. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's always a good race. Um, and, of course, Silverstone over the years, like so many racetracks around the world, has evolved enormously. And it it is the biggest crowd of the year for Formula One. They, 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 this this weekend, they'll probably have, you know, a quarter of a million people or more through the gates. And the last Grand Prix was interesting because we had two DNFs with Mercedes. Uh, great, great race. And the Haas team ran so well, finishing, I think it was fourth and fifth. They're, they're best showing in a, in a Formula One race for the American team. However, Friday was not a good uh, practice session for uh, Grosjean, who who had an incident and totaled the chassis. But you look at the video of it, you're wondering, how the heck did he total the chassis? Because it didn't seem that hard of a hit. Well, I guess these chassis, you know, it really depends where you hit it. Uh, obviously, the pickup points for the suspension, the suspensions themselves are pretty uh, flimsy in, in impact situations. Obviously, they're strong enough to put up with day-to-day use. But um, I guess if you get it wrong, it, what it does is it, uh, it jiggers up the uh, mounting point. Uh, and sometimes, sometimes they can fix it, and sometimes they can't. Uh, luckily for them, of course, their shop is in Banbury, which is only about 15 miles from the track. Uh, but still and all, it's a hell of a chore to build it up. And this is one of those cost-saving measures that the FIA has brought in, that you can't have a spare car. How this spare car is more expensive than building a bloody car on the night before the race and qualifying beats me, but <laughs> that's the logic that it's supposed to be uh, cost-containing. Yeah, it just seems like it just makes longer hours for the poor pit crew guys to have to wick work through the night and basically assemble a car because it's just a tub it is a tub i think they have the wiring looming um i think they're allowed to do that but yeah i mean it's a massive job 
and of course another cost containment measure they had was to cut the hours of the mechanics you know you can't well, there's a curfew you can't work all you can't work in theory all night now i suppose in their case they could go back to the factory and work all night mm. um but that's just dumb luck um so uh, very unfortunate because as you say in austria the week before they the, the haas team had an absolutely fantastic run obviously verstappen won it so that was a philip for Red Bull, Ricardo dropped out on the other hand, so he had three top guys drop out, uh, both Mercedes and Ricardo. And so this weekend, everybody's going to be trying to make up ground and make up for those lost points. And of course, we're at Silverstone, uh, the historic Silverstone circuit, which I believe in, war- <clears throat> excuse me, in World War II, wasn't that where the where they did a lot of test- testing for the Wellington bomber, wasn't it? Yeah, it was an air force. It, it was an air force base in the Wellington bomber, and hence the name name of the main strait, which is Wellington. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it was the first. It was the site of the first modern Grand Prix. You know, after World War Two, when the FIA started the current World Championship, of which we're up to race what one thousand or nine hundred and something, and the very first one was there at Silverstone in nineteen fifty, and of course they just used the perimeter track really um, and they put up 50 gallon oil drums um, as the markers <laughs> to mark out the track and uh, that's how it all started back in 1950 and, and I was there yeah that, that's, that was my next question yeah it's, I think you mentioned on one of the broadcasts that you, as, a, as a kid you were actually at that first race anything that kind of sticks out in your mind well the thing that sticks out in my mind was the one of the support races Sterling Moss was driving a white Jaguar XK120, uh, and that actually appealed to me more than anything because I went with my dad and mum, and we went with the old Rover, a Rover 14, which had a Hobbs automatic transmission in it, of course. And there was dad and mum. I think my brother went, and of course the king and queen were there. Uh, so it's a pretty big occasion, and there was a huge crowd. I mean, it was a big crowd, probably a hundred thousand, which in those days took an awful lot of dispersing after the race. You know, the, the I guess as a kid, and you hear from this from other people. I mean, my first race I went to, uh, the thing as a, as a kid, you 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 see and wonder about the 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 colors, the colors of the track, the colors of the car. Everything is just so bright. Is is that kind of what you remember too? Well, quite honestly, I don't. I remember a lot of grey because I think I was too short. So <laughs> I was all I could see with grey because everybody wore their suit and ties in those days, you know, to the track and, and the hats. Uh, the men had all had hats on. And um, I, I remember seeing a lot of crowd because I was only 11, so I was only about halfway up <laughs> to most people's <laughs> shoulders. But um, And, you know, I went to some other events, you know, Prescott Hill Climb, Shelsey Walsh. It always seemed to rain, too. We always seemed to get stuck in the mud in the car, which never helped either. Uh, you know your first memories of racing so um but i do remember going to see that first grand prix uh, with the king and queen there and i do remember sterling in the support race and that was basically your your home track wasn't it from upper boddington yeah because then we lived in lamington which was okay. still very close to silverson um my margaret and i moved to upper boddington when we got married but uh yeah uh, silverson from lamington's like 20 miles so it's it, w- it would definitely be our home track and that's pretty much right Right in the middle of of England, isn't it? In the Midlands. Yeah, Lamington Spa always had a, had a tree on a roundabout um, on the Lillington Road, which was always supposed to be the true geographical centre of Britain. Personally, I'm not absolutely sure. <laughs> I think there's I think there's quite a few of them. 
Uh, so, um, yeah, and of course, that, that was supposed to be the true centre of England. So, yeah, obviously, Silverson is definitely in the Midlands. And so is Upper Boddington. And one of the one of the cool things about Silverstone, of course, is that as in all proper older racetracks, they name their corners. So you have Stowe, you have Maggots and Beggett, Maggots and Beckets, and it, it, it's what, what what do those terms mean to you as a fan, driver, commentator? Well, it wasn't until I started racing here in America that I heard these turns, terms of turns one, two, three, and it, it, I'd never ever been anywhere where the turns had been numbered. It had always been named. Uh, Mallory Park had Gerrard's, it had the hairpin, it had the devil's elbow, and as you say, Silverson, of course. Some of those corners are pretty historic. Beckett's was named after Samuel Beckett, who lost his life at the hands of one of our charming kings. Uh, Cops was obviously the, the, the wood at the side there. Uh, Woodcut, I'm not quite sure what Woodcut's named after. Then Abbey, there was an old Abbey there. And um, Stowe, just off the track, about four miles, is Stowe School and Stowe Village. So they all had, uh, they had meaning to them. And, of course, there's been a lot of historic race, races there through the years. And Any of that stick out as a, as a commentator when you were working with Bob or, or some of the other commentators that kind of stick out? Well, I remember doing the race where Gilles Villeneuve, who was everyone's hero, uh, ran over the chicane at Woodcock. They put in the chicane at Woodcock because, what year was it, 1980, that uh, uh, Keke Rosberg did that 160-mile-an-hour lap, and everybody got uh, nervous because it was, I mean, it was a hell of a lap. I saw that. I was on the, I was on the inside of Stowe watching him do that. And it was a grey day. And he just was absolutely mind-blowing to watch him in that uh, Williams Honda. Um, so then they had a chicane, and uh, I was doing that race with Ken Squire. And he ran over it and broke the rear suspension and did a whole lap almost flat out with the rear suspension hanging off. And everybody thought, wow, what a hero, what a great guy fighting to the end. And I thought, what a complete twat. <laughs> because he could just, that car could dive off anywhere at any mm-hmm. moment, take out three other cars, and he would have no control over it at all. But um, so I remember that incident well. Um, and, uh, but I say the, the, the highlight probably. Um, my own personal highlight was I had a race in my dad's XK140, which also had the automatic transmission, and I was racing against a DB4, Aston Martin, which was obviously vastly newer than my old Jag. And I beat this guy, but we passed and repassed. This is on the Silverstone Club circuit. Um, and Lofty England, who was the team manager for Jaguar when they won Le Mans 55-56, by that time, he was uh, managing director of Jaguar, and also he was the clerk of the court, what you would call chief mm-hmm. steward. Um, and he came up to me after and said, that was a very good race. And I was apprentice at Jag, so he was my boss. And, of course, my Jaguar had lots of stolen parts on it that he didn't <laughs> know about but, um, from Jaguar. But, um, well, not stolen, borrowed, really. Uh, they can have them back any time they like. But um, and he came up to me afterwards and congratulated me on a great race. He said, "Very, very well done, Hobbs. Very well done. Well done, India. Very good race. Good race. Well done." So that was a highlight for me <laughs> at Silverstone. We're talking with David Hobbs uh, at the Murpa Coffee and Cars in uh, Cary, Cary, Illinois, 
And uh, for details, you can check out the final inspection page on Facebook and also the Merpa page on Facebook for details. Pretty easy to find uh, right in the north burbs of Chicago. And uh, also, well, it's a little roundabout way, but it's it's not like going into downtown Chicago. So some people hear Chicago, they freak out. But uh, if they can't make it today, where else can they get the book, David? Right. Uh, Amazon, right? Amazon.com? Amazon.com, where they will find a magnificent book. Price it, anything Amazon want to charge that day. So, um, yeah, you can get it there, get it borders. Borders books. Border books, excellent. So, David, as always, uh, thank you for spending a little time with us. And uh, the the fans are starting to gather. They're starting to get their torches and pitchforks. So I better hurry up here. So, David, as ever, thank you. Appreciate it. And appreciate you supporting the Final Inspection Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.